This is Against All Enemies, a show about threats to American democracy. Political violence is on the rise. An alarming percentage of Americans believe they may have to take up arms against their neighbors. Some are already doing so. Against All Enemies highlights the activities of extremist organizations and their enablers. Our goal is to educate, not to alarm. The threats are real. But if we know what we are up against, together we can beat them. It's Ken Harbaugh with Against All Enemies on the Midas Touch Network. Check out this clip of former President Trump on stage discussing an Iranian missile attack on an American base. He hints at the existence of a U.S. missile defense system, which would be incredibly classified and which, if exposed, would put Americans downrange at risk. Joining me to talk about Trump's carelessness with our national secrets is Mike Breen, an Army combat vet and former intelligence officer who held a top-secret security clearance. Years ago, Mike was actually approached by foreign intelligence agents attempting to co-opt him. He saw through it and reported it to the FBI, but these same agents successfully gained access via Mar-a-Lago to the former president's inner circle. It's an incredible story that made the front page of the Wall Street Journal. Mike shares part of it. First, here's Donald Trump. When I did something to Iran and they shot missiles, well, those are typically accurate missiles, but did you notice every single one of them missed, right? I wonder why they missed. I wonder why. I wonder why they missed. They went at a certain base that we had, a lot of people in that base, but they all landed a little outside the base. I wonder why some, someday you're going to think about that. Then you're going to think about, did we know they weren't going to hit the base too? But uh, they didn't hit us. They needed some kind of reply, I guess, but they didn't hit us. Mike, thanks so much for joining us on Against All Enemies. As we are recording this, Donald Trump is on a stage in New Hampshire. Somebody sent me a clip of him apparently bragging about some type of system that redirected an Iranian missile attack on a U.S. airbase in Iraq during his presidency. I'm sure we'll hear more about it, but it is just the tip of the iceberg when it comes to Trump using classified information as as a kind of bragging right. And there's this piece in the New York Times just yesterday about him literally charging for access to nuclear secrets. I'm referring to the Mar-a-Lago membership fee, which gave an Australian billionaire and goodness knows who else the inside track to to Trump, uh, Trump's inner circle. And at any given moment, the former president could leak the most sensitive information. Uh, we'll, we'll get into some of the details, but what's your gut reaction to that? I mean, it's, it's horrifying, right? I mean, you were a naval officer, right? I mean, can you imagine, you know, the, the president of the United States kind of at cocktail conversation, sharing the technical specifications of your aircraft and it's, you know, electronic warfare capabilities. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm imagining uh, being back on the ground someplace and, and, you know, here comes the technical specifications on electronic warfare systems we're using to prevent IEDs from going off under our vehicles. Right. Um, I mean, it's, you take pay to play to a level of, of abject and, you know, abject absurdity. Um, and it's, you know, so it's horrifying at that level from the national security perspective. And then, you know, it's just one more piece of evidence that, that he could not hold the people who protect this country in greater contempt. 
You know, not only does he not want to be seen with wounded soldiers and does he feel that, you know, our, our nation's military cemeteries are filled with losers and suckers instead of heroes, but, you know, he's willing to sell you out over a cocktail party to, you know, whoever might decide to talk to Russian intelligence. Um, it's also worth saying, you know, his, his judgment is not historically great, uh, and this is pretty well documented in terms of who's around him and, and how aware he is of foreign intelligence operations. Uh, we we could talk about it a little a little bit later today. You know, I myself had a really strange experience uh, with some Chinese intelligence folks who were who were successful at getting close to him uh, back in, in early in his presidency. It eventually broke on the front page of the Wall Street Journal. Um, he's shown terrible judgment about who he keeps around him and who he talks to. Can you share the the short version of that story? <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the short version, Ken, is. Um, at a, at a former job uh, at the Truman National Security Project, I and a few colleagues were invited to speak at an innovation conference in China, which which turned out to be, uh, you know, we were approached by some guys who turned out to be, uh, we're pretty sure, connected to Chinese intelligence, Chinese intelligence operatives themselves. They wanted to get to know us. They, they wanted to get uh, close to people that they hoped would be members of Congress or future politicians. And there were a lot of those people involved in the Truman community. Um, and we obviously saw that for what it was, rebuffed it, and reported it to the FBI, among others, as soon as we got home. And that was the end of that. A year and a half later, uh, we were contacted by a reporter for the Wall Street Journal who had found these exact same people you know, hanging around Mar-a-Lago in the White House because they'd been able to infiltrate Trump's inner circle. And it, you know, Brian Spigali was the reporter and in, in 2020 ended up on the front page of the Wall Street Journal, you know, including snippets of, of, of what myself and, and a few of the other Truman people had experienced. So, you know, pretty obvious approach by a foreign intelligence service trying to get close to political influence. Um, if you were even half awake, it wouldn't work on you, but, but it worked on Donald Trump. I wish I could say I was shocked. Uh, I am not. I'm surprised that you were a part of the story. I think that'll headline this episode. But what what still shocks me is the type of intelligence that he is so cavalier with. I mean, it, it's one thing. I, I'm trying to think of a of a a classified bit of information that's that's harmless. I won't even try, but people can use their own imaginations. I, I had a pretty high clearance. I was top secret. I had a, a SCI clearance. But when when it came to the nuclear stuff, that was a whole different game. I mean, I, I had access to it, but we knew that when we were talking about continuity of operations or anything nuclear related, I mean, the, the hairs on the back of your neck would just stand up because that was the super, super secret stuff. And we all took it literally deadly seriously. And to hear that the former president was using it to show off, that actually did shock me. Yeah, it truly is shocking. I mean, and, and I'm with you. I, I had a similar security clearance. Um, I had nothing to do with nuclear weapons my entire career, and, and I'm, I'm very happy about that, part, by the way. Uh, but I, I, there, there is no more sacred and dangerous you know, area. Of, of knowledge in the entire government. I mean, you're essentially putting the survival of the nation and the stability of the nuclear balance of power globally at risk. And no piece of information is minor. I mean, it's, you know, we're talking about multiple nuclear powers balanced 
you know, for decades on decades on a knife's edge. Uh, you know, anything that gives somebody a tactical or technical advantage in that game could kill millions, if not billions of people. Um, it's, it's insane to think about it. Thanks for listening, everyone. I've got a quick break here, but I need a favor first. Shows like this depend on your support. Please, if you can spare five seconds, click the link to the podcast version of the show below and leave us a five-star review. It really does help. One of the things I think people need to understand is how the corruption works with the Trump organization. It's not often outright bribery, though I wouldn't be shocked if there is actually some of that. It's influence peddling. It's massively overpaying <clears throat> paying for things. From the, the New York Times piece yesterday, uh, it's reported that this Australian billionaire uh, spent a million dollars. Here it is. Mr. Pratt spent a million dollars for tickets to a Mar-a-Lago New Year's Eve gala, voluntarily paying the club a huge markup for tickets that actually cost $50,000 or less. First of all, $50,000 for a ticket to a Trump party is about $50,000 too much. But that was my reaction too. When you dump a million dollars on something like that, it can only mean one thing. I mean, there's nothing subtle about it, right? I mean, that's the funny part about this for a guy who gets away with as much as he's gotten away with. He's not particularly good at crime. Uh, you know, that just, that just cries out, what else could it be but pay to play? Um, you know, it's it's the most thinly thinly veiled bribe imaginable, you know, or I'm going to invite Rudy Giuliani to come to my birthday party for a million dollars as a celebrity guest. I mean, <laughs> I mean that's... That's not exactly, you know, 17, you know, shell companies deep kind of kind of subtlety. And it's absurdly, absurdly obvious what's going on here. But it pays off, according to this Australian billionaire himself, because he's he's now testifying in this in this trial uh, in New York. He said that membership at Mar-a-Lago, quote, definitely turned out to be a strategic investment and a very good investment reporting has his net worth increasing by a couple billion dollars due to the tax breaks that were passed under uh, under Trump's presidency and the investments he was making in the US and this is an ally this is a billionaire from a five eyes country uh, that really doesn't have um, a a bone to pick with the U.S. in terms of strategic competition. God only knows what is happening with those who are a little more careful, like the the, the folks who approached you in a very sophisticated way. You have to imagine that they were making those same attempts, um, buying those memberships at Mar-a-Lago, trying to get within the former president's inner circle. Without a doubt. I mean, without a doubt. I mean, this... You know, this guy is like a giant beacon to, to everybody trying to game the system or make a buck. And I think, you know, if you had any doubt about whether Make America Great Again was really out there for the working class man and woman in this country, you know, it, it was really about benefiting them. I mean, this is essentially a series of pay to play schemes for people who are already billionaires. And, you know, everybody else is just getting used um, you know, if he needs you to storm the Capitol for him, he'll, he'll rile you up and lie to you and get you to do it. He's nowhere to be found when, when the police come to talk to you about, you know, the fact that you just 
broke the windows to get into the the capital of the United States, and you're being charged with multiple felonies. He's he's not going to help you with that problem. Um, but he is going to help the guy who paid a million dollars for a fifty thousand dollar ticket, right? I mean, those are the only people winning. Everybody else, uh, if you ask them, they're just they're just a bunch of suckers that they use as foot soldiers and then throw away. It is striking that he will take money from anybody. He'll take money from the Australian billionaire overpaying for a, a New Year's Eve party ticket, buying a two hundred thousand dollar reportedly membership at Mar-a-Lago. And he'll take from, you know, the the poorest of the poor amongst his fan club buying NFTs, tra- Trump trading cards. I mean, the grift doesn't really make any distinction. Not at all. And it makes sense. You know, he wants us, his whole political message is everybody's corrupt and you can't trust anybody. Uh, he's really talking about himself, of course, right? And And all he's trying to do is create a political environment where the rest of us forget that we have standards so we can't judge him. Um you know, anybody wondering, like, this is not how the world works for everybody. Uh, this is how the world works for criminals. And, and you know, you, he, he's, you, you still cross lines and there still will be consequences at some point, I think, even for Donald Trump. And we're starting to see that finally start to happen. We are starting to see that finally. Uh, you have to hand it to the Australian media. They they have slightly more aggressive standards than than we do. And they have recorded tapes of this. Australian billionaire who in public was literally placing ads in the Wall Street Journal calling Trump the greatest president ever. Um, He said on Fox News, everything that he does, he is making America greater. In private, on tape, he is calling the former president a mafia boss. (laughs) And and Sky News Australia, I think that's the outlet. I want to give him credit. If I'm wrong, I'll, I'll fix it in the notes. But they've got him on tape saying, this guy is as crooked as they come. Um, I don't know if there's a question in there, but uh, hopefully the American people begin to see that. Yeah, I hope so. And it does show you, I mean, I don't know anything about this Australian gentleman, but he knows a mark when he sees one. And that that to me is part of the scary part, right? I mean, this is not a man with a complicated incentive structure. If you flatter him and pay him off, he'll give you whatever you want. And when that guy has the nuclear codes, it's, it's not great. It's not great because, it, you know, as you said earlier, there are a lot of highly sophisticated actors in the world. Most of the world's intelligence services among them, their entire business is preying on people exactly like that. And usually it's, you know, some mid-level government contractor with a few secrets to sell and a grudge. And in this case, it's the president of the United States. And that we laugh, but that's terrifying. Yeah. Or occasionally a, uh, a Truman fellow um, on, on the path to become a member of Congress. Mike, it's been great having you as always. Uh, we'll see you again in a week. See you soon, Ken. Thanks.